Hello and welcome to the 10 Minute More or Less Podcast. My name is Carlos Anthony. How's it going today? I would like to start the show, as always, thanking my patrons. They went on patreon.com slash carlosanthonycomedy and contributed to help me make this podcast. I would also like to thank our new sponsor for the remaining month of December, Christmas, because Christmas is a good time to spend with family and for some people just to be happy. For others, not so much because they just don't like Christmas. Thank you. Christmas. There's a hobby of mine. It's not masturbation. That's uh, a hobby I don't really want to get into. You don't need to know about that. No, I'm talking about video games. I like playing video games from time to time. I used to play video games a lot more than I do now because I just don't have the time to do it. I've been asked before, why do I play video games? What's the point and all that? To me... Playing video games is a way to escape something. It allows you to forget your problems or whatever stress you might be having. Video games offer a certain way of looking at things, certain way of figuring out things. Because most people that haven't played video games, they just see you playing a video game. All they see is this little figure walking around doing things, jumping up and down, shooting at things or breaking things. But a lot of them don't realize what went into getting to the point. They just see you at that point. But figuring out how to do everything that you do in the game is not necessarily easy. Of course, some games are very mechanical and, you know, this button does this, that button does that, and then just move around and do it. But there's games that offer challenges. There's games that have uh, puzzles within the game that you need to solve. You need to have some sort of uh, brain power before doing it. And some video games offer really good stories, like storylines just like a movie. Some of those games are like interactive movies. You get what is called a cutscene, which sets up the story and what's going to happen in the next part of the game. And then you play through that in order to solve something or to get to from point A to point B and move the story along. Of course, some games do this very bad. Some games do this very good. But video games offer escape. Just like some people like reading and they sit around and read books for hours or days, weeks, and months because they offer escape. They offer something to them that is interesting. It also helps their imagination picture what's going on in the book and what these characters might look like and all that. For some reason, that's considered more intellectual or smarter way of killing time. I, I, I never understood why because unless you're reading a book that's teaching you something, then you're just wasting time like anybody else. Just because you're reading, let's say, a uh, what was the vampire book that became this popular movie? Um, Twilight or a, or a Fifty Shades of Grey. I, I can say that you're just reading crap as well. Just because you're reading it does not make you any better 
understand somebody who's playing a video game or makes your hobby any smarter just because you're reading. I never understood that correlation between being able to read a book and being smart. If you know how to read, you can read a book. If you put the time into wanting to read a book, into learning how to read and write, then it does not make you superior than other people. But people that read books and don't play video games, for example, always make themselves sound superior than this person because I read books instead of playing games. Shut up. Video games and movies. It's a way to escape. It's a way to put your problems aside for a while and concentrate on something else. Let your brain just wander. And it's important, that's important, that's necessary, I think, for everyone to have a hobby that allows you escape, that gives you a way out of the daily stress, daily grind of life. Because we all know life is hard, right? Life has a lot of challenges and obstacles, and it's always one thing after another. And it's healthy to to want to get away from that for a little bit. You know, leave your problems at the door and go do something else. Problems will always be there waiting for you when you're done. I don't understand the people that like thinking about the problems all the time and worrying about things all the time. And I'm not saying, you know, don't worry, don't think about it, but there's just some things that are out of your control and things that are out of your control aren't going to be helped because you decided that I'm going to stress about it today for 24 hours. You know, it's if it's out of your control, it's out of your control. There's nothing you can do about it. Thinking about it, worrying about it, stressing about it, it isn't going to solve it. It's not going to change it. It's going to make you more powerful. So just let it go. I think if people let go of more things, sometimes the world wouldn't be what it is. Some things just need to be forgotten, not worry about. That's what I think. There's an airplane flying on top of me right now. I don't know if you can hear it. Okay, one by. So with that in mind, with the whole video game hobby that I have, I'm going to talk to you about a game that I played yesterday. It's called Overcooked. It's not the type of game I usually play, but it's, um, I don't know, I think you can call it a platformer. It's actually pretty fun. You control a cook, and you go through these different kitchens. It's the best way I can explain it. But each of the kitchens has different obstacles. And you're tasked with picking up the ingredients for, let's say, onion soup. And so you're supposed to go to one end of the kitchen and pick up the onions. Carry those onions to the chopping board. Because in video game fashion, of course, it's not going to let you chop the onions anywhere. You have to do it at the um, chopping block that they assign. So you chop that up and then you put it in a pot to boil, obviously. It's soup so you're you're timed on everything okay you have a 
timer going on in order to complete the level. You have orders piling up one after the other violently quickly. You can hear the timer of some of those expiring. Expiring orders not good. While your soup is boiling, if you don't pick it up on time, you start getting a timer that is getting overcooked, right? The, 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 the soup, like in real life, starts boiling and starts boiling, starts boiling, starts boiling. And you get this beep, 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 going on. If you don't get that soup out on time, kitchen goes on flames, fire. And the fire spreads. So you need to run and grab your fire extinguisher and start, you know, putting away the fire. Because if you don't put away the fire, your kitchen's going to go on flames for sure. And then if you are successful at completing the task of doing the soup, picking it up, putting the plate and serving it to the customer, then you get tips. Obviously, the more tips you get, the more points you get and the better you do at the level. But that's... That's what I'm talking about. See, because you need to think about time management and you need to figure out what's the most efficient way of doing the task that you're given with all these obstacles around you and all these things and all these timers and alarms and stuff like that. But that's what makes the game fun. Kind of like the chaos and you trying to figure out how to manage that chaos in the best way possible makes this game great. And I'm probably not making, not doing it any justice by explaining how it is or what the game is. But that's essentially what it is. It's managing chaos. It's bringing a chaotic situation down into something that is manageable. And there's a there's a story within the game, small story within the game that gives you a reason for what you're doing. That gives you purpose for your actions and why you're cooking. The the storyline is probably not the best, greatest storylines in the world, but it's a fun storyline and it works within the context of the game. It's a fun game. That's all there is to it. It's a fun game. The best thing about this game is that it's uh, co-op up to four people in the same room. So this game, right now, that Christmas is coming up and stuff, this will be a, one of those great games that you can play with family members and everybody will just go crazy with each other. You know, like one of those games where people are arguing and saying, hey, do this, do that, hey, you forgot this, what are you doing, where are you going, why are you doing that? You know, those arguments when you play games that are actual fun arguments to have, that's what you can do with this game. I, I really like this game. Because like I said, it's not it's not the type of games I play. I usually play uh, shooters, if you know about video games. Call of Duty, Battlefield, Gears of War, those type of games. Video games are really fun. I will recommend it to people. If, if you think that video games are looserish or kiddie or stuff like that, depends on the game. I would recommend you to give it a try, to give it a chance. Video games. And once you grab the controller, 
for the first time or if you used to play games years ago but you haven't in years it's going to feel weird and there's going to be a learning curve in your hands to respond to your brain comments and all that it takes a little bit of practice and so if you're crapping on video games don't is what i'm trying to say before i go into news on december 21st i'm going to be in san francisco have a comedy show over there is also a contest for a spot on a comedy festival that's created and hosted by flappers in burbank so if you are in the bay area san francisco area um you can go have some fun on december 21st with me and a bunch of other comedians i will be putting more details up on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Comedy. First time performing in San Fran, Bay Area. Very, very excited. Let's do some news. And quick disclaimer, do not get your news from me. All right, so the title of this one's a little deceiving, I think, in my opinion. Just the title of it. it says... Mistakenly sold lottery ticket earns couple $1 million. A mistakenly sold lottery ticket has earned a New Jersey couple $1 million. State lottery officials say 70-year-old Dante Castillo usually picks his own numbers. But when the Manchester man bought some tickets for last Thursday's Cash for Life jackpot at a convenience store in Lakewood, the clerk accidentally sold him a ticket with computer-generated numbers. That ticket proved to be the winner, matching the five main numbers drawn, but not the cash ball number. Castillo and his wife chose the $1 million prize instead of the option to receive $1,000 a week for life. The convenience store will receive a $10,000 bonds check from lottery officials for selling the winning ticket. Cash for Life is also played in Georgia, Indiana, Maryland, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, and Virginia. Tennessee. So how is it a mistakenly sold ticket? I don't know. That headline doesn't make any sense. Because mistakenly sold means that, to me, it means that the ticket was purchased by someone else or the numbers were picked by someone else and the clerk sold that ticket to the wrong person. Clearly, the guy's been buying tickets for a long time, doing a shitty job at picking numbers. He got lucky because the computer picked the right numbers. He's 70. I don't know. I guess it's, I guess it's never too late to come into some money. I wonder if it's a million before tax or it's a million after tax. Because if a million before tax, I'm going to have a lot of money left afterwards. Passenger hit train's emergency stop to get phone. New Jersey transit officials say a passenger pulled the emergency stop on a train so he could retrieve the cell phone he dropped on the tracks. Authorities say Eric Jones of Harlem in New York City was riding on a North Jersey coastline train when he accidentally dropped his phone onto the tracks while he was between cars. The train was stopped around 8.20 a.m. Monday near the Secaucus Junction. It's S-E-C-A-U-C-U-S. I don't know how to say that. Secaucus Junction. 
The stoppage caused trouble delays up to 15 minutes on several lines during the morning commute. New Jersey Transit issued a statement criticizing Jones' reckless behavior, noting that he risked injury to himself and hundreds of others aboard the train. A telephone number for Jones could not be located Monday afternoon, maybe because he dropped his phone on the track. <laughs> he is charged with defiant trespass and interfering with transportation. Why, people? Really? It's a cell phone. You dropped it, you lost it. I will be pissed because it's 8.20 in the morning. That means it's rush hour. That means everybody's on their way to work. If I have some moron stopping the train when I'm on my way to work because he dropped his phone, really? Can you imagine that? That would be so annoying. Look, if you drop your phone on the train tracks and you need it that badly, just jump off the train. Don't stop it. Just jump off. Jump off the train. And if you can get your, your phone, good. If you don't make it, good too. Because we don't need people like you around. Stopping a train for your phone. How stupid can you be? All right, that's all I have for you today. Thank you very much for listening to this show. Before I go, I will thank you very much if you go to patreon.com slash carlosanthonycomedy and check out there how can you support this show and the future of this show and what I'm trying to make it into. Once you get to patreon.com slash carlosanthonycomedy, you'll see everything that I have there that I'm offering and what my goals are. For information on future stand-up comedy shows, facebook.com slash carlosanthonycomedy. And for other things, you can go on Twitter and look me up at canthonyisfun. Thank you. Have a great rest of the week. 